Hey everybody, I'm really excited about today's episode. I talked with Carrie Ann Pierce and we had a really great conversation all about organizing, organizing spaces that is, and entrepreneurship. Carrie Ann shared her journey from the Bahamas to Buda, Texas, where she launched her professional organizing services company, Lux Organizing. Carrie Ann talks about the power of investing in your community and relationships to build trust and connection and knowing when to outsource and reach out for help as an entrepreneur. This was such a fun conversation and I'm so grateful to be connected with an amazing local entrepreneur focused on helping others decrease the stress of stuff. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Carrie Ann Pierce. All right, welcome to the Building Thinkers podcast. Today, I'm so delighted to be joined by Carrie Ann Pierce, and we are gonna talk all things organizing today. And I'm so excited because this is a uh, side area of passion and need in my life. And so, Carrie Ann, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Okay, we are going to jump right in. We love to ask on the Building Thinkers podcast, what is it that you build? A little bit of your story, how you got into doing what you're doing now. So wherever it makes sense for you to start, give us a little bit of your background, what brought you to the work that you're doing now. Perfect. I will start with, I was born in Jamaica. I moved to the Bahamas right after graduating high school. Lived in the Bahamas a little bit longer than I I did in Jamaica. And then I moved to the U.S. in December 2019. So I met my husband, Renee. He's from San Antonio. He lived and worked in the Bahamas for five years. So that's how we met, hence why I'm here. So when I got here in December, um, I was a realtor in the Bahamas for over 10 years. So when I moved here, automatically I thought, well, yes, I want to be a realtor. And then I got here, hang out with a couple people. I went to Nate's. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Nate's. Yes. I went to Nate's and I met a couple people and it's, it's like, oh, I'm a realtor, I'm a realtor, I'm a realtor. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to be really unique. I can only tell the story that I lived in the Bahamas. I grew up in Jamaica for so many times. And then it's like, so what else do you got, girl? So yeah, I was like, I went home and I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't think... I want to be a realtor anymore. It's way saturated, but like the market is overly saturated. So again, 2020, that was the beginning of the pandemic. So what a time to move here in 2019. And you're like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, we're all shut in, can't go anywhere, can't do anything. But yeah, I was watching Netflix and the home edit came on. And I think oh, everybody was watching it at that time because we couldn't go anywhere. Um, but the, Why you know. not redo our closets? <laughs> that was like the time. It's finally, yeah. I can't go anywhere else. I have no other excuse. I will color code my books. Clear out the pantry. Will... <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of those outdated meal foods, canned goods. Yes. Yeah. So I was oh. watching it and I'm like, well, naturally I'm an organized person. So my mom is like a minimalist. I guess growing up like in Jamaica where we did it, we had the necessities, but it's not like we could splurge on a lot of things. So we didn't have a lot of things. So we lived off what we had and it was good for us. So her being such a minimalist rubbed off on me. Like we were taught to clean our shoes before we enter the house, make our beds, doing all these things. Mm -hmm. So with that growing up, I always find myself that I didn't get attached to like things. I never had a whole lot of stuff. 
So it was easy for me. This is something I can definitely do. And when we moved here, I, I had my husband get rid of a lot of his stuff that was in the storage. I'm like, you've lived out of this country for five years. You haven't used any of these items. Get rid of them. Give them to somebody who could use it. So that's where it all like started. Oh, like getting I can rid tell of stuff. you're a warm demander. <laughs> and so I think in this role, I mean, we'll get into this, but you need somebody to come in and be like, Okay, no, yeah. we need to get rid of some of these yeah. items. Yeah, and I say it nicely. Like, you try to, like, see how people react. Mm -hmm. So sometimes giving it away or just throwing away, it's it's a little bit harsh. So I always say, how about we just rehome it? Wow. Give it to somebody who can use it. So it's a little bit more delicate. And people are like, huh, I like that idea. Let's rehome it. But it's the same thing. It's you're donating it. You're throwing it away if it's no, no good. But, yeah. Oh. So I started watching the home edit. I loved it. I knew it's something that I could do. And another important part of it is I knew it wasn't going to take a lot of startup cost. Mm. So it's like, okay, I did an online course for organizing and space planning because I knew I also wanted to get into the staging part. Mm. So I did that course. I did my own website. I had a friend help me do the, the back-end pieces and I just add all my information. So I had help with the website. I had someone do the logo for me. So it wasn't so costly mm -hmm. trying to get it up and running. So, and that's the part that I really liked. It was just easy to get started. But in terms of how I got started, like into it, I just knew I would be great at it mm -hmm. because I love organizing. My house is organized, literally nothing in here. <laughs> So you got the website mm -hmm. up and running and did a lot of that yourself and yes. said, okay, I'm going to go hang my shingle. Take us from there. How did you get rolling with clients and mm -hmm. get started putting your name out there? You know, and we don't often hear, I feel like everybody sees the overnight success story and sees now oh, no. you know, all the clients and what was it? Take us to the beginning and maybe any lessons were there. So during that time, I... I knew I had to get an LLC or a DBA, DBA is doing business as, and again, my friend who helped with the website, he's like, here's my contact for um, a registered agent. They'll help you um, get it up and running. I, I did the application myself, submitted it, uh, declined. And I'm like, no. So I, you know what? I said, just use this company mm -hmm. and then let them do it for you. So I went to that company, I spoke to them, they were really friendly, there's a location in Austin, they were able to get everything started and submitted and was approved within five days. Awesome. Yeah. And so so knowing, that, knowing when to really reach out and you know doing a right. lot of it yourself, yes, but knowing when, okay, now it's the time to pull in a partner that that's their specialty, that's they their, can go, yes. you know, Sometimes it's worth it to pay for the time, even though, even when you're starting out, you don't have necessarily the funds to, mm -hmm. that's that risky time when it's like, okay, is it worth it to yeah, go out there? But I've seen that too. Yeah. You just got to know when to pass that thing on something that you're not great at. I just moved to this country, so I don't know nothing. <laughs> I'm still learning. So the taxes and all that stuff, I don't do my own taxes because I don't want the IRS coming out looking for me. So that's passed on to yes. the professionals. So I did the website. I did business cards and all of that stuff. So how I got started. I live in a huge community. It's thousands of homes at the time, still is, and it's still growing. Cool. So when I started, I asked permission to drop like a little flyer in there 
different groups. So I created a flyer, dropped it in. I think that was around September, October of 21, I want to say. Okay. And I did the flyer and I got like, within that month, I got three clients within awesome. the community. So and like, because initially when I submitted it I was like okay I'm giving myself three to six months before anything happens and I'm like okay good I'm okay with that and then when I put the flyer in the group and and those people reached out then I'm like oh my gosh what do I do uh, I didn't expect to get anybody right away so <laughs> now I have clients now I have to work with them <laughs> yeah so I went in there and honestly I was a little bit intimidated I've never done it before so I was a little bit shy I was a little bit like but I had to go in there like knowing that I'm, I know what I'm doing, you know? And my first job was a pantry. So pantries are so, I think they're one of the easiest because you just buy the materials, you throw out all of those expired food, you wanna categorize, so you wanna put like items with like items, so your dinner items, lunch, snacks, so anything for your kiddos, whether you wanna put it on a lower shelf where they can easily grab it or you don't want them to access it, so you put it on a higher shelf, so you gotta ask permission before you touch it. Um, so that was a little bit easier and it, it that went well. And I think she's yeah. up to today. She's um, still very happy with it. So I'm curious, I think at least for me, organization and managing of our items, I'm a wannabe minimalist, but then mm -hmm. the other humans that live here, not so much. So um, what have you seen maybe be some of the even psychological principles, they don't have to have fancy psychological names to them. But what do you see people really wrestle with that's underneath the mess? Have you mm -hmm. noticed any themes of how people get to there and what's hard for them as they're transitioning into the systems and the stuff? Are people attached because of memories to it? Is there a fear mm -hmm. that they won't have enough? They've maybe been through things and, and now they're hoarding things because they're afraid that, mm -hmm. to, to mm -hmm. release. Yeah, a lot of it is sentimental. So if you're finding people yeah. who are, um, they have items that were gifted to them, passed down from their um, relatives. So a lot of that stuff I find that are sentimental and they're, they're, they struggle to wanting to get rid of it. I have clients that have like, storage units of stuff so they're they're paying storage unit fees to house stuff that they will never use and their kids don't want them mm -hmm. but again it's just that sentimental thing for them their grandmother great-grandparent had it and they mm -hmm. fought for it or they you know they didn't have a lot of money when they got it so it's just those things that are like mm -hmm. Sometimes I can't get them to let those stuff go. So if I can't, I work with the stuff that they're willing to get rid of. So I don't want to go into someone's house and just like trying to tell, telling them you got to get rid of this. No, it's their pre precious yeah. um, pieces. So we work with the items that, you know, okay, I have some clothes in my closet. I haven't worn it in, I don't know, six to six months to a year. Um, I have some clothes that they don't fit me, but one day. I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to fit into it. It never happens. <laughs> Sometimes it does. But for the most part, it's like, mm, yeah, I'll give you two more months. If you don't wear it, if you don't fit in it, then we got to get rid of it. So it's always also good if you're, for, for example, a closet, mm -hmm. just have a box or a bin in a corner. If you find yourself not using that piece, that item, or you try it on, it's a little bit too snug, just drop it in there. It's a potential a donation. If there's something that's ripped, damaged, 
again just throw it out what you're making room for items that you actually love so getting rid of all that stuff that you, you don't use makes space for items that you mm. do wear and you do use on a regular so yeah. but yeah sentimentally it's people are really struggling with getting rid of pieces that they're really attached to one of the statements that our listeners find helpful that helps us summarize some of the concepts is if only people knew. So Carrie Ann, mm -hmm. when it comes to organization, when it comes to what you've seen in the couple of years that you've been rolling in this business and just watching it grow, what are yeah. the things that you come back to again? If only people knew, what do you think? For me, that would be cost because a lot of people are like, I want to, I meet every day because I network and I volunteer for the chamber so often. So I meet people and they're like, uh, you know what? I want to get organized, but I can't afford it right now. I will reach out in the future. But so it's a cost thing for most people. So for me, I, what I would tell them it's costly upfront. Yes. But think of all the savings you're going to be making in the future, a few months from now, if you know where everything is. So if you get, for example, your garage, it's like the, it's the frustration for you. Yeah. It's for a lot of people that garage is like their storage unit. So no longer yeah. are we parking our cars in the garage. I have to store Christmas, my holiday stuff, my tools, all that stuff in there. So I've been inside of a house that we had. I found maybe 10 hammers, different tools. It's like multiple pieces of the same tool. So for me, you're saying, if you're thinking, well, it's, it's going to be costly to get organized. Well, how about thinking of it as when you can't find something, you go out there and you buy another one, right? So think about it as where... If I'm organized, if I get someone in, organize, categorize, label everything where it's easily accessible, it's easier for you to find stuff so you no longer have to go out there and buy another piece. And inflation's high. I like things are expen more expensive now. Let's just say it. So if you no longer have to go out there and buy that extra piece of equipment or tool or clothing or whatever it is that you're having, you need not knowing that you have maybe one or two or three of them already there, that's saving you money. So or home organization might be costly, but it's worth it in the long run because it's saving you money. It's peace of mind. It's taking away stress from your life. And it's just an ease that come over you like when you are organized. I've never met anybody who after I leave their house, they're like, I'm still so not happy. I'm still, you know, I'm still overwhelmed. No, because we got rid of a lot of stuff and we create systems that makes it so easy for you, one, to maintain, two, for you to find stuff. And so, and three, it's like, it's a weight, it's a heavy weight lifted off of your shoulder, you know? Yes. Yeah. I'd love to go into, I have two different ideas here. Okay, the first one is the idea of, outer order inner peace and i have seen that to be true even when i clear off the countertops we have these countertops that we had redone several years back and i love them i picked them i want to see them i do not yeah. want to see all of the water bottles and school papers and all mm -hmm. those things but the reality is to boys in school and other people that also live in our home and so okay. there's things right and so um, yeah, I want to hit on this outer order inner peace. What do you think 
What have you seen be behind that? What is it for people that kind of releases? And I think this is a part of your value proposition that you're talking about is not only uh, money, not only time, but this piece. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I want to just pontificate here for a moment. Just like think about why is that for us that it makes such an impact there? Yeah, no. So we do. I find that moving here, I find that a lot of people have a lot of stuff. And again, it's not, I'm not used to seeing that. So I'll walk into a home and there's with kiddos and they're like, there's a lot of toys and it's like toys enough for like maybe 10 kids. Yeah. But we have too I, much. We have too much. You can say it. We have way too much. There is a consumerism. There is a more, more, more what's next. There is another birthday party, another event where mm -hmm. there's another item that we don't need. And it's like, it's the saying that, um, too much stuff and not enough space. And that's exactly what it is. So it's hard. I understand like for families with kids, I, I tell them off, off the bat that it's, it's very difficult to stay organized. If your family isn't involved in the whole process, you can't do it yourself. I can't do it myself. So you want to get those family members involved. But for the most part, once you have that enough storage, and that, that's one thing that a lot of homes, let's say, aren't built with a lot of storage. So sometimes you're like, well, what were you guys thinking? This is so small or, you know, so just in order for to have everything under control, if you lack that storage, install more storage spaces. Mm -hmm. So perfect example would be utilize that vertical space. So if you have a garage or yeah, your garage, your laundry room, mm -hmm. high ceiling, there's usually nothing up there. Add some floating shelves similar to your entryway. If you have a lot of foot traffic there, have a storage system there where you can store backpacks. Um, sporting gears, um, shoes, all that um, extra items in that <clears throat> area. Yeah, well, I think that is a key to this. And I think it's so interesting watching the minimalism movement. And mm -hmm. when I've traveled abroad and you see how other people live, it is the realization that for some people, this is just life. They, they do not have a lot of those items. And so they're naturally minimalists yeah. by default. And then we're seeking it as a better way forward because of this, all this access to the things that are not really providing the joy that maybe we pursued them with, or even mm -hmm. just accidentally or some of this pressure to have parties and to have gifts at parties. And mm -hmm. um, so I think all the way we manage stuff coming in before it even goes through the door is a piece of this in the systems of how do we manage items coming yes. off? Yes. And I'd love to go, Karia, next into your system. So when you get a new client and you're working with them, I know you do space planning is one of the, the services you offer. You do staging, you do organizing. Mm -hmm. What? Where do you start with a new client? What's the, that process look like that you've built? Mm -hmm. So for my um, first step would be the uh, consultations. So my consultations are free. Um, it could be either in person or a video or phone call. Well, preferably videos because then you can see what you're going to be working with. You can see what those people are seeing. So during that time we're discussing, okay, what do we need? What, how do you use the space first? You want to get an idea how that space is used. So you want to, so whatever plan that you create, 
it's going to work for that space one and for that homeowner. So consultation, you go through everything, every single space. You make note of what you need to purchase. Uh, you make note of what needs to be removed, get rid of, donated, anything like that. And then my process would be, at, and for me, usually at consultation, I know for the most part that I've got the job because it's, it's told, it's mm -hmm. said, um, and then it's just that feeling that yeah. I've got this, I've got this. So, and then I would go in there and for materials. So if we need mm -hmm. to purchase materials, I either one, I email you all the links. So everything that was discussed in at consultation, I will email you those links. You click, um, put it in your cart and pay for it. Or two, if you don't have that, let's say you're a busy individual and you don't have that time to do all of that. I would purchase those items for you, take it to the job and just provide you with one um, invoice at the end of the job. So it's two options. You either purchase those items yourself. Um, I provide you with those links, which it's so much easier. You don't have to go out there because generally I use mostly the same products. Mm -hmm. So I know like, okay, this is for the pantry. That's for the closet. And I yes. do like to give different options. Maybe mm -hmm. someone doesn't like um, plastic containers for mm -hmm. their decanting their their food. Maybe they prefer glass. So I'll send a plastic version, BPA free, of course, and then <laughs> I'll send the glass version so they can choose whichever they want. So yeah, consultation materials. Uh, we schedule that date and we go out there and we just transform the space, implement systems, categorize, label, anything that makes it easier for that person. One, easy for them to maintain and easy for them to just, and, and that's another thing. Maintenance is key because you can't pay all this money to have someone come in and just transform your space and then not maintaining it. So you want to keep everything organized. If you're seeing that you're not making meals as often, well, don't go shopping, just use stuff that's already there. Um, if there's anything out of date, just throw it away. Um, not, I mean, not like everything. I know some items, even though they're out of date, example, pasta. Um, I do keep pasta because I'm like, it's a dry good. So even if it's like two, three months out of date, personally, I still yes. cook um, two You're months like, old use, pasta. Use your own discretion. This, <laughs> yeah. this podcast is not yeah. um, for health advice or of no, your, it's not. <laughs> uh, pantry items, but uh, use your wisdom. I, I yeah, agree. yeah. So, but you want to get rid of those. Um, so it's just the consultation, it's the material purchase, it's the scheduling the time, and then it's just implementation. Okay, I want to talk now about it seems to me that over time your business has grown and now you have moved from those three clients on and I saw on your website you're looking for team members and so talk to us about the growth of the business. What are some of those decision points, you know, early on in a business to add a team member or a contractor or things like that? How do you think about those decisions or anything you've learned there? Mm -hmm. So just to start, I didn't see this growing as fast as it, like for the first year, I was still working part-time at a financial planning firm, which I learned a lot 
being in those meetings when it came to starting my own business. So when there were meetings with business owners and they're like little tips and I'm like, oh, I need to write that down for me for when I start this business. In terms of hiring, that's going to be a challenge for me a little bit because the growth is good. I've grown, I've only been in business two years and each year it has gotten better. And I must say that I've done a lot of networking. I joined the beauty chamber. So I do a lot of volunteering work with the beauty chamber. So I get a lot of exposure that way because I feel like when people see me out and see me doing things, it's like, okay, so she's in the community. I feel more comfortable because it's someone that I know. It's someone that, okay, the beauty chamber, she's a member of the chamber. She's back, you know, she's got that credibility. And I like to build credibility Mm -hmm. with um, people and future clients because I want people to know, like, how did I get here? And I always tell people that, my story. I'm an island girl. So I always like tell people I'm from the Caribbean. I I don't sound like everybody else. I have my little accent there, here and there. But I go out there and I network my, you know what, I network a lot. So, and I do a lot for within the community. I like to support local. Mm -hmm. I've grown way more than I had anticipated to the point where I need to hire people to help me because I've been doing this by myself for two years now. However, when I do have a large job, I hire independent contractors that help me on those projects, but I want to hire a designated, you're working for Lux Mm -hmm. Organizing. Now it'll be a part-time job, but it's something. And that's, I think for me, in terms of growth, I'm going to have a little bit of challenge with getting someone who's okay with a part-time job Mm -hmm. or okay with a project-based job Mm -hmm. because I'm only hiring, well, I'm only taking you on jobs that I have booked. So it's not like that consistency. Mm -hmm. So somehow I'm going to have, I'm going to struggle with that a little bit in the beginning until I start getting that momentum where it's like, okay, I have like four or five jobs a week and that growth is consistent. Mm. Yeah. So if there's anybody out there, you can go to Carrie Ann, your website. Yes. Luxorganizing.com. Luxorganizing.com. If that's you, maybe re- outreach about the job. Yeah. It's a part-time a lot of people, job. Yeah. Do you want somebody local that can come with you to the jobs? Oh uh, yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody local. This is not a remote position. What (laughs) about, I see your social media presence growing, the things that you're sharing with social media. There's lots of different strategies. You can find 10 million courses on how to grow your social media from all these people, (laughs) right? But I think you have to do what's true to you and find the systems that are, so Mm -hmm. what has that been for you? I'm curious. So I've managed my own social media. At some point, I would love to pass that on, but right now it's not the time. So for me, I post stuff that are one, my job. So post whatever job I post, of course, I get that approval from that homeowner because I need that approval. I'm not going to post your property if you don't give me approval. That's one. And two, I like to do like little inspirational quotes here and there and some funny ones. I'm posting a funny one today. So look out for it. Um, Any funny, like anything humor in terms of organizing, because it could be so stressful, so stiff. And it's like, oh my gosh, just make fun of yourself. Sometimes Um, I have too much stuff. Ha ha ha. But you just hire me to help you with that. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) But for the most part, I do my own social media stuff. 
I love posting professional photos because I just think I look cute. Uh, <laughs> you are but cute. I was part, thinking, I... do you do your own pictures? Because I love the one that I think uh, you're outside of Zoe No, Market. I don't. Okay. No, I, it's a local lady in my community, Christine Torres. She's a photographer and she's just, she's awesome. She just, she gets the lighting. She gets the, she's like, I need that. you to do Your this. pictures are yeah. great. Okay. She shows me like, this is what I want you to do. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, I'm ready. And she, she's awesome. I've referred her to so many people. Well, they look good. And I think that, oh, I mean, you. that makes a huge difference of the professionalism mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and especially in your space of being clean and organized and the look of that. I think it comes through mm -hmm. so much on your site and in all your social media. Oh, thank you. And that's the goal for me. I want everything to be consistent. So from my website to my business cards, to my social media, I want everything to be consistent. My color and logo is black and gold. I just love that richness of the whole. Yeah, it, it, I, it just gets me. For social media, I, I have grown. I continue to grow. Um, and I feel like for me, my social media is my portfolio because I find that people are like, some people will be like, oh, can I see some of the jobs that you've done? And I'm like, uh, they're all on social media. They're all on Instagram. They're all on Facebook. So anything that anybody wants to see that I've done, granted, some jobs aren't posted because some people aren't mm -hmm. comfortable having their spaces online, but I never post like personal information that no one know who the client is. No one know where the property is, nothing like that. So I have to be mindful as well to my client's privacy. So that's very important. But yeah, yeah my social media is growing. I hopefully in the next couple of years, I can just pass that on to someone. And that's the goal. So in terms of growth, as you would yes. ask, I see myself having let's say another two lead organizers. And from those two uh, lead organizers, maybe two or three people working with them. And one of them would maybe be like a manager or a marketing manager um, slash organizer. So it's just like a team that I want to build, but it's not, it's, it's going to take time. Yeah. Let's put it that absolutely. way. So it's nothing that I'm rushing into right now, but it will eventually happen. So that's my growth plan mm. is to have like teams that are working with me. Yes. I love that. I was just reading something the other day that was talking about businesses in talking about growth, go through these stages of you're doing everything yourself, <laughs> been there. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and yeah. then you hire generalists that are doing a variety of things with the generalist hat. And then you hire specialists that are in these specialty roles. And I've seen that to be really true, depending on what you want your business to be and what, you know, mm -hmm. like you were talking about having a manager and, you know, social media focused person. And sometimes I don't think there's as many conversations about that space in between when we're not mm -hmm. sure yet, or we don't know, or it's not a perfect formula and you have to go day by day into figuring out who do I need? What yes. am I going to do here? And so in a lot of the things that you have been talking about in growing your business, you've mentioned the networking and the community, you know, I think sometimes people might struggle with the mindset of when to reach out to help when they, when they don't know. And so I'm just wondering if there's anything else about how you've chosen to learn from the businesses around you strike me as a, as a learner and not satisfied in a certain place, but continuing to learn and grow and figure things out. Is there anything that you have learned about learning and that mindset, um, in your work? 
Yeah, I must say that, so my previous employer, it was a financial planning firm in Kyle. And again, he's a financial planner, so he worked a lot with small and large um, businesses. So because I was in on all of those meetings, I learned a lot. And even today, if I had a question in anything business related, I can call Bill up and say, hey, what do I do for this? Or how do I, and he'll help me. So in terms of learning, I learned a lot about owning your own business. I learned a lot about the financials of owning a business just because I was sitting in on those meetings. And again, anything that is outside of my scheme or my reach, I will pass that on. So I hired a bookkeeper. I recently hired someone to help me with marketing. Um, so that's been great. And I just also want to add that marketing is very expensive. So being a small business in Buda, <laughs> in Buda, I was fortunate enough because again, I'm a member of the Buda Chamber and they help, they really hone in on those small businesses. And if there's anything that they can do for you, they're doing it. So for me, with my growth, after I joined the Chamber, I got to know a lot of the members and I was referred out to people and I got so many jobs just being a part of that chamber. And why I mentioned marketing is so expensive because I'm a member of the chamber and because I'm so active in activities involving the chamber, I was fortunate enough to work. I did a job for the Buda EDC. I organized two spaces for them. And from there, they were doing a presentation at one of our Coffee and Connection, and they were talking about, hey, do you own a small business in Buda? And I'm like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And they're like, well, yeah, we're having a small business incentive program that you can apply and you can get some funds for marketing or oh, wow. business development or anything like that. So I was very blessed to want a small business grant for marketing. So I, right now, because marketing is expensive, especially Google ads, if you're wanting to so do expensive. Google ads. So I know. So for that, I've been investing a lot in, again, the marketing based on that funds that I got from them. And that felt good because I, I just feel like you're your growth value or your value or what you offer to the community, people see that and um, highlight it and want to help you. And that's what gets me going as well. It's just that I've been out there, I'm doing my, I'm beating the, what you call it, the pavement, I'm being out yeah. there and it's being rewarded. Mm, I yeah. love that, Carrie Ann. I think, um, I think that Amanda, who you know, talked a lot about this too, mm -hmm. of the connections in the community. And it's striking me this idea of, you know, yes, the community has invested in you, but you invested there first. Mm -hmm. You didn't wait for somebody mm -hmm. to come. And I do mm -hmm. think that's another mindset. Entrepreneurs, people that want to start their own business usually are forward motivated. They want to go out there and do it. But sometimes yeah. we can get stuck. We can get stuck in perfectionism or stuck in, well, I don't know exactly how to take this next step and I don't know where to go. And I think surrounding yourself with other people that are business mm -hmm. owners and doing the work mm -hmm. in all different fields, what you've learned from the financial advising space, what you've learned from the realtors in maybe the mm -hmm. staging space and, and those mm -hmm. connections there. I think that's really powerful. And so I'm hearing in this, if you're 
working on your business, if you're trying to find that next step, like get around some other people and yeah, you know, talk yeah. with them. And I love this sense of just support and community. I found that locally um, with a group. And then I've also found that online. There can be online communities in the space that I'm working in, where a lot of my work is remote or international or, you know, across the country with learning experience design and strategic consulting. I've found like-minded groups of people that are trying to push innovation in that space and I can send them, hey, mm -hmm. here's a proposal I'm working on. This is what it looks like. What do y'all think? Or, you know, here's some strategies I'm trying to integrate into the next workshop. What do y'all think? Have y'all tried mm -hmm. that before? Any feedback here? And it's mm -hmm. that, I think, willingness to not know sometimes and to, to ask that helps yes. us grow faster than if we just waited mm -hmm. until we knew, I'm speaking to myself here, waited, if we wait till we know <laughs> the exact right thing to do, we will yeah, never yeah. get anything done. And so I have a little sticky note on my computer here that says C plus student plus action is greater than the valedictorian, greater than the one that had the 4.0. And as mm -hmm. a, you know, uh, a, a 4.0 type person, not necessarily from intellect, but from sheer work, to keep that, um, I need to be actually a little bit more like the C plus student plus action that's willing to go mm -hmm. and try and break things and figure out why they broke and, and move forward. Mm -hmm. And that has really helped me in my own business to take some steps that have ended up growing things. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I've helped. <laughs> Well, I've helped a lot of other organizers like getting started, not just organized for people that I personally know who wanting to start their own business. So for me, a lot of my friends are like, I'm so proud of you because you've only lived in this country. I started like the back end of the business a year into moving here. It's amazing. So a lot of them are like, I've lived here my whole life and I never thought about starting my own business. And you came here for from a small island and you're you know, having this success story of you're starting your own business and you're doing so well. So with that being said, I don't want to gatekeep this profession. So when other um, local organizers reach out to me and they're like, I just want to get some ideas or how did you get started? I want to grow. I want to be where you are. And, and I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's schedule coffee. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this. Do you have this? Do you have that? Okay, here's where you get this. And I'm I'm always that person that I don't gatekeep. I don't like, I'm not going to hold it all to myself because again, Texas, I did not know this, but Texas is huge <laughs> and there is enough business in There's Texas enough. or let's just say in Austin, Kyle, Buda, yeah. San Marcos, Central Broncos, Texas. There's it, people yeah. keep coming here there, with all their oh stuff carrying. <laughs> there is enough job for all of us. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say, well, no, I don't want to tell you how I got the hair because you're going to take my client. No, I'm a unique person. I think I, I, I have my own way of working and dealing with people and my personality attracts a certain type of people. So I'm never one that think, well, <clears throat> excuse me, that, oh, that person is going to, because there's so many of us in, yeah. oh, let's say there's three organizers in Buda. I'm never threatened that I'm not going to find a job because they're going to go to that person. No, because I know I bring something totally different to the table. I am confident in the work that I've I've done and continue to do. So that for me, it's just like, oh. what you, do you need help? I'm here to help you. Yeah. Oh, Carrie Ann, that's beautiful. People call it the abundance mindset, mm -hmm. I think is so contagious and 
helps other people act in that same way. I've seen nothing but growth for people that adopt that mindset and very rarely a negative come from that. I mean, some people do take advantage. Don't get me wrong. That oh, is out trust, there. I know. That is out there and people do. But even in those situations, I think the people that are being open-handed about their how they got to where they are does nothing but good ultimately, mm -hmm. even if, you know, there's moments along the way. And mm -hmm. the other sticky that's actually I have lots of notes over here, but the other sticky that's closest on my computer says there's room for you. And yes. it came from a, um, a surface pattern design course that I took online. I needed some creative inspiration. I think this was maybe 2020 or 2021. And I took this course with Bonnie Christine. It helped me understand the tool Kajabi, which is what I now use to house my courses. But this idea of there's room for you, she kept mm -hmm. saying in all these places, because you bring uniquely your experience and your exactly. all those things that you just said. And I think that that's in any industry um, mm -hmm. You want to write a book and somebody's written on the topic. Well, not in the way that you would not exactly. You want to make a course. Well, not in the way that you exactly would. And so also that sounds to me as a side note, a whole other potential business for you, Carrie Ann, of like helping other people, anything about your future goals, what you're looking forward to, what is the future that you see ahead? Well, for me, so my husband is just my husband and I, we don't have kids and we don't have pets right now because we love traveling. So personally, I see more flights. <laughs> I see more flights, more traveling uh, in the future. Business-wise, I do foresee growth. So I hired a bookkeeper. I love her. She's local as well. She's a member of the chamber. When she did like my quarterly review of my finances mm -hmm. and I told her, well, I want to make so-and-so next year. How do I get there? And she gave me this whole breakdown of, okay, this is how you get there. So for me, growth, I want to grow. I want to have more P organizers with me working together to propel the business further. So that's the more people. Can I, I unpack one more... thing in there? I'm curious yeah, yeah, about, yeah. so when you met quarterly, when you met with your bookkeeper quarterly to review, you're saying she broke down a list of, you said, I want to get to here so I can hire somebody for this, right? And mm -hmm. then she helped you say financially what you would need to do to get there. Mm -hmm. Are we talking about a spreadsheet with Rose? Yeah, it's a spreadsheet. Okay. So, so she walked through, okay, this is what you did. And she's so meticulous. This is what you did. You've retained 45% of your income. A lot of business don't, you can pay yourself more. I was like, what? I can. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, a great you can pay yourself to. more. <laughs> I said, uh, okay. Um, uh, she said, I want you to mark, um, spend more money on marketing. I was like, mm, okay. So yeah. And then with the goal of, I gave her a financial figure that I want to get to next year. And she gave me, okay, based on your rate, this is the amount of hours that you need to work. And this is, it was the hours and how many days per week. And then she broke it down for the price that I'm at now. If I wanted to increase my price twice and I'm like, there's no increase in right now. We have to stick with this price range, but she gave me that breakdown of, okay, you need to do this amount of hours or this amount of jobs per month to get you here. 
Yeah. And that I found so helpful. So, so I print it out and it's like on my wall right now. Yeah, because yeah. then you have the details of it because I think that's another spot. Okay, how do I get from here to there? What do I literally need to do? And now you have a number mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. broken down to hours mm -hmm. and pricing. And then I hear you also wrestling with those trade-offs. Okay, I could do it by increasing my price, but where does that put me here? Or do I lose people here? Or am I in such high demand that I can raise the price and retain this group of people and making those right. almost like experiments to try, you know? And for me too, I think about the organizers in Austin, what are their price range? So I compare Austin price range and I did, okay, I'm Buda, I'm just a couple miles away from Austin. I can't, for me personally, mm -hmm. I don't see myself asking what they're asking in right. Austin because correct me if I'm wrong, the income that's in Austin, oh, it's not right. the same for the, same. the household income for, yeah. granted, some people do live in Buda, but work in Austin. But again, for the most part, Buda, Kyle, San Marcos, a lot of my clients are in those areas. Yeah. And I know the income aren't the same as if you're living in Austin and you're in the tech um, business or anything like that. Right. So I want to make sure that I'm priced fairly. So if Austin is asking 90, I, I'm not asking 90. I want to make right. sure that people are comfortable with the pricing because ultimately my goal is to get everybody organized. Yeah. You know? Oh, um, that comes so through if so I clearly. Be, yes. So if I can be, and I, I've met, there's a company, there's a larger company in, in Austin, Moxie Space. I love those ladies. We've worked together before and they do awesome jobs and it's 10 of them. And Sarah is like, I, I always talk to her and I'm like, you're where I want to be. But again, she's been in this business for six years. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's done the work and she's awesome. Her team is awesome at what they do. So right now it's like, I think it's like between eight and 10 of them. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's goals. So she knows that, you know what, this is where I want to be. Well, I can take maybe six or eight. I don't necessarily need 10, but you know what? That's my growth plan. I love the clarity. And for the record, you are doing the work for getting where you already are now. It's just so amazing to see the impact in the community and your support and things growing. So I can't wait to hear in a couple months, in a year, just watch you move towards those goals. And I love meeting other local entrepreneurs. And so anything, let's close with, and then we'll wrap. Where can everybody find you one more time? And I'll put all of these links in the episode description. And so people can just click that link. I have Instagram, Facebook, I don't do much with Twitter. So Instagram and Facebook are pretty much my most viewed channels. And it's uh, Lux Organizing. And that's L-U-X-X-E Organizing. And for a website, if you want to see pricing and see my website, my website is new. I recently used some of that grant shmoney and updated my website. It was done by the lovely Shelby Breyer from Breyer Branding. So my rep website is new. So it's www luxorganizing.com email info at luxorganizing.com awesome carrie ann thank you so much for um joining for your insights you are motivating me to think about my space and um i look forward to hearing you know um just more and staying connected i want to add before i go too yes. so pretty much most of the houses that i've done 
I've done one space, sometimes two, and I would get pictures of saying, oh, Carrie Ann, I know you you only helped me with my pantry, but look at my drawers, look at my closet. I did this, I did that. And it's like, yes, this is what I want. This is why I do this job. Yes, so, so sometimes one space yeah. inspires the other. Mm-hmm. And they're sending me pictures of stuff that they've done, and I'm like, yep, that's what I do. So, so it's that's, a movement. That's awesome. You're mm-hmm. starting a movement here. Thanks so much for listening to the Building Thinkers podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please leave a podcast rating and review. That helps more listeners find us in the world of podcasting algorithms. You can find out more about my learning and development strategy services at buildingthinkers.com. And remember, there's no limit to what you can learn.